Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast Overreaction Tuesday. No bad dad picks this week. He is out sick. Nothing serious, just a little cold. I'm going to recap his picks real quick. He picked 10 games in the NFL, covered on the Panthers, the Niners, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, and Dallas on the over and on the spread. He lost New Orleans, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Seattle. Five and five on the dad picks in the NFL, and in college, he went five and two. Colorado, Clemson, Michigan minus four and a half, Michigan under 44 and a half, and University of Georgia minus 10 and a half. They put the beat them down on Ole Miss and really showed them that they're not ready for this. Watching Monday Night Football, my last lock of the week is the Denver Broncos plus seven and a half. The game is tied 15-15 at the, in the middle of the third quarter. As I'm recording this, I just wanted to throw out to you guys. Their defense is starting to give up some big plays here, so we will see how this goes. Enjoying that Manning cast, actually. These guys have really figured out how to just, just uh, kind of talk trash on TV professionally about sports and uh, – yeah, get paid for it. It's kind of an amazing deal. Pair of Super Bowls between both of them, pretty amazing for me. And I'd say the most interesting game to me is that C.J. Stroud is doing this thing in Atlanta, in Atlanta, in Houston, making him a real contender for that division with receivers that we don't consider good receivers. And somehow, some way, Denver just got the ball back. Houston is doing this thing with C.J. Stroud, and they're not even having good receivers. They're finding a way to get it done every single time. Tank Dell, it's kind of weird because wide receivers are usually named Tank, but I guess he's a 200-pound 5'9 receiver, which is kind of odd. I guess reminiscent of Steve Smith, the way he's been playing. Um, should have picked him up in daily fantasy. Denver Broncos defense decided to show up for the second half of the season, and maybe Russell Wilson ain't the problem. We're going to see. The Bills' window seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller game by game by game. Antonio Pierce is 2-0 as a head football coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, which is kind of wild to me. Baltimore keeps giving games away. Todd Munkin has solved their offense. I think he will get a chance to be a head coach in the NFL because somebody's going to get fired. Chicago Bears beat the team that's going to give them the first overall pick, which kind of ensured that they will have their at least the first overall pick, which is kind of crazy. They're probably on the road to playing themselves into about a six-win season. They're at three right now. They have they played ten games. They got eight games left. I think they legitimately can just go four and four over the last eight games, and that in and of itself will give them seven wins. Either way, they'll go three and five or four and four towards the end of the season as a Bears fan my whole life. It kind of hurts to say that, but I'm still cheering for the Ravens on the side, so kind of is what it is. Cheer for as many good teams as you like. You know, I've always liked the Ravens because they play super tough defense, and the Bears kept trading them uh, good defensive players like Roquan Smith. And I like Jadavion Clinton, the total mercenary. And as I've gotten older, I've realized you just got to go on and get that money, man. And he's doing that for himself. And it's kind of amazing the way he's been able to show up. No training camps. He could sign like a week before they start. 
to the defensive end and just go out there and just kind of kill it. Had two sacks. People would say they kind of lost they lost the game because of the defense, but those batted ball picks, interceptions are really – I guess they're his fault because he's the quarterback and he needs to know, like, hey, I got to put it up higher. But Lamar is playing pretty good pretty good ball. He's just uh, having some unfortunate turnovers. There's not so many teams in the AFC that I would put ahead of them. I think they would give Kansas City a problem. I know they would give the Bills a problem. I know the Chargers would find a way to give that game away. So I guess they really just need to watch out for their own division, which is kind of the craziest thing to say. If Denver can figure out how to actually generate a real offense, they'll be a problem because their defense is starting to show up and Russ isn't turning the ball over. So he is uh, not as cooked and he's cooking a little bit. He's frying it up right there. As for the rest of the fellas, I'm going to recap our picks on the um, ace here. Back again with you. I had the Indianapolis Colts. They covered over them. Sorry, Patriots. I'm surprised they let Bill Belichick get back on that plane, but I guess they have to, being a GM and the head coach. And really, they're essentially their defense coordinator and the person who's drafting all the talent. I had Pittsburgh, because I always knew that they would find a way to win against a bad team, and that's why Pittsburgh always makes the playoffs, and that's how Mike Tomlin always gets to 500. They have enough talent, and honestly, if they had Daniel Jones at that team, they'd probably be they probably be leading that division. They really just need a quarterback to make the throws. He's athletic enough, and Kenny Pickett, for whatever reason, just isn't able to get it done. That may be the offense coordinator, Matt Canada. That may be they need to get somebody new in there. Maybe they can hire Jimbo Fisher. I wouldn't even be shocked about it. I think they should give him a shot if he wants to come to work, being as he has 76 million reasons, and he doesn't even have an offset clause in that. So he can just take the money, and it makes no bit of difference. Dallas crushed over the Giants since I knew they would. They single-handedly covered their the over on that spread by themselves by scoring 42 points. Packed them a little bit at the end. Las Vegas beat the Jets. I took them because they were getting one and a half points at home on Thursday. And Denver right now is covering with the score tied 15-15 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Ant, being Ant, took Cincinnati. He lost that one. That made sense to me. I ended up betting that along with him and Malik. Baltimore took that. They were doing well, and then they kind of gave the game away, but that's what I was scared of. Dallas, Ant took. Seattle gave the game away. Gave, were able to get the game, but they weren't able to come. That was a very interesting game. It was a close game, but a bad game somehow, some way. It all kind of worked in a weird way. Didn't really make much sense to me on that one. But um, it was, it was kind of insane. Baltimore was the only team to lose a game where they never, interesting sad, they never led. They led the entire game until the final minute. They were up 31-30 because... Cleveland had missed the extra point. Deshaun Watson had not yet even played well. He just played much better than he did in the first half. So he was able to just dink and dunk his way down the field, and they started to limit the offense and make it capable for him because if he takes chances, they're just going to take it away. Malik did a little bit better. He had Cincinnati, Baltimore, Detroit, who was able to get back and cover. I think that ended up being – I think they did cover because they were minus three points. And they won by exactly three, so Malik had a push on that one. Then he had Seattle and he had Las Vegas. So Malik ended up going one and mm, one, three and one in the best bets. 
Ant ended up going, well, depending on how Buffalo does right now, they could drop two touchdowns in this final fourth quarter. We'll see. But it looks like Ant's going to go one and four on the week. Because it looks like Denver is going to end up covering, and I can still get my five and oh. Perfect week. Hey, I'm going to be one and four. You're going to be one and four if Buffalo don't cover the spread, yeah. Oh, it's man, I'm having a bad Denver. week. Seattle like Zach Wilson a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing so well. Can you ask me a question real quick? Like, real talk. Why won't they let Trevor Simeon and whoever else is behind him just take a couple of snaps? Is it a That's what everybody's been saying, but it kind of sucks. I think they kind of suck. That's the only reason they can think of. So, it, so I don't think, uh, they, pl- they, they still have a plan for him long term. Like, they're not trying to get rid of him. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay. So there's no, we're going to replace him with anybody. That's what it looks like right now. But this is my theory on this. I think that he's really Aaron Rodgers' pet project. If Aaron Rodgers can solve the Zach Wilson problem, Aaron Rodgers will retire and then immediately become a head coach. Or at least an coordinator. This is the reason why I think he's the own um, Aaron Rodgers' problem. Both he's like he's a, a big time Aaron Rodgers fan. He basically mimics every damn going thing he does. Except and you the know they get getting along. Yeah, except for that part. Except for being a real quarterback. And um, he actually um they actually became friends before when exactly I think it was exactly the rookie and Green Bay was actually visited him for the um, preseason or whatever. Yeah, I think like two years ago they uh, started becoming friends or whatever like that. So basically, he, he's his idol. Because it keeps, like, fading in and out, just so you know. Oh, that, yeah, I have no, like, just rushed on. Okay, no worries. All right, keep going, then. I'm just kind of throwing this together but, uh, for the people. I just wanted to give them an update. Okay. Yeah, but that, that's all basically it is. It's just that I believe he's, he's Aaron Rodgers' pet project, mm-hmm. and they're not going to get rid of him. And then they're going to open the mind of all and feel, um, lose his confidence. Well, I think Trevor Simeon, who's just basically quite the media down or whatever, quite the fans down, but they're never going to put, they're never going to put him out there. And I think Boyle basically sucks that he's not really a real quarterback. He's just there he's collecting a paycheck and then he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. So, you know, that's his beer money he's getting. The same thing goes, what's the name of his receiver? And, and well, same thing goes for the Packers as, as offensive coordinator. They're not going to get rid of these guys. They basically just there for Aaron Rodgers. I'll say this, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a great friend because he's gotten Randall Cobb at least, I'd say, legitimately, like, three more years in the league. Yeah, Randall Cobb should have been retired a long time ago. He should be He should be at NBC right now or following his game right now. He's in his 13th season. Like, I didn't I, – I thought he had been around for a while, but I'm like, he's been – he's in his 13th season. His rookie year was 2011. You know how much that's good of a friend of Aaron Rodgers? What I'm saying about um, Alan Lazard is uh, another person that's basically getting get on the free gravy train from Aaron Rodgers. That dude sucks. Man. That, he, he can barely catch the ball. Like, he don't even deserve I can see why Green Bay let this guy go. Like, Aaron Rodgers is hooking everybody up. Oh, yeah. I don't know what, about that, man. Y'all guys felt the curse of Aaron Rodgers. I'm feeling yeah. happy, man. You know, I, I really thought this was going to work. Like, I'm no joke. Like, I really thought the Jets were going to be – I thought the Jets were going to be as good as – What's the team that I thought was going to be? You know what? I, th- I thought the Jets were going to be as good as Cincinnati was, or Cincinnati is. A oh, that would be really like, nice. Like after nine games, if you told me the Jets were six and three, I wouldn't have been shocked with Aaron Rodgers. Or even like seven and two after nine games. 
I wouldn't have been insane. Like undefeated, no. But seven and two, leading the division, I could have seen that because uh, what's his name makes a lot of mistakes, and I don't think that. Um, I, you know how I remember the Bills offense coordinator from when I started yeah. watching college football. He was the he was the um, he was the quarterback of that great Miami team. That was Ken Dorsey. That's who he was. So all of those yeah. guys around him, he was the one guy who, were, who just didn't work out in the NFL. I remember him getting drafted to San Francisco 49ers. He was supposed to replace Jeff Garcia. That did not go how they thought that was going to go. And that's when the 49ers <laughs> started to suck for like a smooth like nine, ten years. And now he's calling offense in the NFL, which, you know, usually works because star players don't usually end up being great coaches. And he was a good, you know, great player in college and he made it to the pro, so he'd be all right, like Kellen Moore. But it is not going well. You know, it is not yeah. going well. Yeah, he needs a little bit of refinement. You know, <laughs> he needs to go on to, he needs to go on to the for Andy Reid or something for a couple of seasons. And this bill learn, learn thing or two. Without Milano and also um Poyer is out. So it's kind of wild, you know, like Poyer's out and Milano's hurt for the year. They they really lost a lot. And the fact that they're in locked up 15-15, it's just like, it's crazy. And also, when did C.J. Stroud get so damn good? Oh, C.J. Stroud, it's a system. It's a system that they – he's been playing – but you you saw that Houston game. He was bad. I saw that game. He was was really good. That was half the red zone all day because they kept going back and forth, scoring, 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 scoring. That's why I started betting them on this week. I believe I picked Texans this week. You did. You just didn't make it a best bet. I should have. I almost picked against them on the best bet, but I was like, no, I got a better one. And then the better one actually came through, which was Pittsburgh. And then Indianapolis, I was like, yeah, New England sucks. They're going to lose this game. And they did. That was the, the thing about the all week. One thing I noticed about these professionals, especially when it comes to the NFL, these guys are actually, no matter who they are, we call them suck or whatever like that, they actually are good. I it's mean, just like you got to get the right coaching to coach them out of it, or else they'll be a bust like Zach Wilson. Let me be honest. When I mean bad, I mean bad within terms of what I saw them do in the game. Yeah. I don't mean like they cannot, they don't know how to play football. Clearly, they're one of the best, I don't know, what are there, 600 guys in the NFL? And then yeah, what, something like that, that you're actually on the field and I'm seeing you play, and I know your name because of you know fantasy and gambling and all this other stuff. So clearly, you're one of the best 350 guys that can play, you know, American football for our international listeners in Germany and everybody else who's listening. But you know how to play in the NFL if you're on the field and you're actually starting. The trick is to last a couple of years on there. On there, the people who last a couple of years, they a little bit better. Yeah, but after week in week ten, you kind of are who you are. So I thought C.J. Stroud was good, but not great. He has been on fire these last two weeks. He's the first quarterback in Ohio State history. He has the record for Ohio State for passing yards in the game, five hundred and seventy-one. Did not know that. He's a better passer than in, in college and in the pros so far than Justin Fields has been. Justin Fields is just way faster. They've been highly ranked his whole life, and he's just living up to it consistently, which is hard to do. If you actually pull up his team, the team is actually kind of good. They don't look like it because they're a bunch of no-names. Yes. And Robert Woods. The team is actually good. Robert Woods is not healthy, and he's out there 
you know, doing what he's got to do on, on a leg and a half. And Tank oh, Woods is a like distraction. He's not even the main person. He's not even the main feature. He's just the name. He was he was brought in there to be their main wide receiver, and Tank Dell is killing it. Russell Wilson's over yeah, here. Yeah, Tank Dell is killing it. I thought oh, he was, was that guy. You know, this other dude got to pick up. Tank. Noah Brown, too. I picked him up in fantasy because that's the only reason I know because I picked him up in fantasy. He's been blown up in the last two weeks. Is he a rookie? Yeah. Okay. So this is a Puka Nakua situation. We just didn't know how yeah. good this cat was. This dude, All these guys are really good. He's been busting ass the past couple weeks. What's interesting about the Bills is most of their players in their defense, they didn't draft them. They got Leonard Floyd. Like, there's a couple, there's a bunch of key guys they drafted, but like, I'm just skipping actually, around a bunch. But Houston's actually, I'm actually wrong about good, Noah Brown. Man. I'm actually wrong about Noah Brown. He was actually not drafted good. in 2017. So this is his fifth. Wait, this is his sixth year in the NFL. But check this out. He was drafted in 2017 by the Cowboys in the seventh round. He's a seventh round draft pick, and he's starting. Yes. Okay. Well, this man. He, he's clearly and that, that goes back to my point earlier. Right. My little half point when I was saying that um yeah. all these players are really good and you just gotta get them in the right system. That's technically what it is what it is. Or with the right quarterback. Right. Not even a great quarterback. I'm just saying the quarterback gotta be mixed with the right players around yeah. and in the right system and the right coach to call the, the actual play yeah. on Sundays or whatever, Sunday, Monday, whatever. In fairness, you gotta have those you gotta get all those things. The only person who seems like the system is Keenan Allen because he caught every pass that was thrown to him, it seemed like. He was uncoverable in that um, Detroit game. And yet, somehow, some way, the Chargers chargered, and they gave the game away at the end. And I was betting on them not doing that because, well, Josh, uh, the quarterback's not the problem. The coach is the defense Ooh. coordinator. And yet, somehow, you can't scheme up a defense with two guys who have, like, 11 sacks. It's insane to me. You know? And that's the thing is that you're supposed to, you're supposed to know how to scheme the, play, the systems of your players. And he's got three pro bowlers. It's not even it's not even Mac. It's like Khalil Mack had six sacks in a the game. They got a Bosa brother who's, you know, still great, just not as good as his brother Nick or Joe. But still. And then they also have and then they also have a, a superstar safety who was playing great in Derwin James. And yet somehow they cannot keep a team from scoring 30 points on them. This happened to them against Miami. And now Detroit comes in and does it. Detroit got mollywhopped by like Baltimore. Watch uh, when they get the next defensive player when this dude gets fired. It'll be way better. You uh, run the whole system. Uh, the players that's actually there. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just the, the coach. He's coaching instead of being smart enough to change the system. I got I got a good story on this though. Um, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, um, hey, coach, um, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. Yeah. You know, he um, coaches the 4 3 system, right? Yes. But when he came into the Steelers, I believe it was a 3 4. Yeah, they they had been a 3 4 for decades under Bill Cowher. Right. See, Mike Tomlin, you know, unlike most coaches, you know, he actually stuck to the day, the, the 3 4 system because of those players that was there. Same when he first got there. Most coaches were in that situation, yeah. automatically try to switch them out. Get rid of some players that's good and stuff like that, and just to fit in their system instead of working around it, and actually developing an actual system. I, w- I would love a coach like that because that seems to be what the Bears coaches uh, are doing on defense, and I think they finally got the guys who are able to uh, run their system, which is why their rush defense is as good as it is. 
You know they're the number three rushing defense in the league. Oh wow! But they're the number twenty fifth passing defense. But the mental thing about it, just think about if they never actually tinkered with the actual players and they just actually developed a system that was actually meant for those players that was there in the first place. But that's why I don't like. To me, if the players you have are clearly any, anybody who's starting in the NFL is good enough to be there for at least a couple of years, unless you're unless it's a uh, Carolina Panthers situation and the talent level is just low. You have yeah. just a bunch of dudes who are good enough to start but not good enough to win. And then you got a wide receiver that even Minnesota was like a fan favorite who were like, we're good on that. There's no disrespect to my man, but, you know, he's like Wes Welker with Miami. Like, this is the end of the road, man. And that's, that's basically what happens when you, when you see these poor teams. Mm-hmm. Carolina's one of them. Um, yeah, you can mention a couple of these other ones. They, they basically mm-hmm. – because they, they actually – the coaches are so busy in the middle of trying to adjust the team to fit their schemes or whatever. That's why it usually takes around two to three years or whatever for them to actually fix these things. And it's kind of messed up too because that by then they about get fired and then another coach comes in and, and you know takes over and does the same dumb dumb mistake. I feel like that's what's going on with Antonio. Ooh, speaking Pierce. of dumb mistake, <laughs> touchdown! I feel like that's what's going on with Antonio Pierce. What do you think that's what he's going to do? You think? He's, he's, letting, gonna, he's, gonna he's, actually... letting, he's letting the defensive and offense coordinators run the system that the mm. players like the best. Right, that's what he's supposed to do. Well, and if they're executing well, he's just going to let it keep going. He's going to be like, listen, I'm here to motivate you and support you guys. And this is what right, because that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to fit, to fit the players. Mm. They all fit their system. Boom, yeah. let's go. He was a bad coach in college, but he's a good coach in the NFL. I'll give him credit. Because he was at Arizona State with Herm Edwards. I think I mentioned that like two years ago when they were cheating, trying to recruit guys during COVID when you weren't allowed to recruit nobody. Yeah, you did mention it. I'm a black. Yeah. Ooh, oh, come on. Oh. What are you doing? What are you doing? The holder. That's why you're the holder instead of actually a, player, a real player. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> six. It'll take the Bills. It'll take the Bills four minutes just to get down there and score a touchdown. Even if and they, that's what they need to do. Now, that's how the Bills are going to win this game. Oh, okay, I see what it is. It was actually supposed to be a field goal, but what's the name? Quick got his foot caught somehow. The holder couldn't kick it. No, the holder didn't get the ball down, and by the time he did, there was somebody right in front of the kick. You were right. Yeah. The holder screwed it up. That happens every now and again. All right, y'all, this is a quick hit from us at the Uptown Parlay overreaction Tuesday. We'll give it to you a day late because we got lives and jobs and shit like that. Um, my father's dad picks are not good for the NFL, but if you're paying attention for the college, he's been killing it. Five and two. Um, kind of interesting in the American Conference and all those other college football stuff that I usually talk about today. But five games in the NFL, five games that are not really good, but they seem to be interesting. CJ Shroud is a story. And Josh Dubs, man, keeps getting these W's. You know? And oh, I want to ask you something before we go. His job. Yeah, what's up? No, I just want to ask about that. Um, because I don't pay attention to the NBA that much, and I see you guys always talking about the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. when does that tournament thing start? Did it already start already? It started a week ago, so all the games are on Mondays and Tuesdays. So okay, so do they have normal games between. Yeah, so basically, since then, so they're taking uh, regular season games and they're counting them as tournament games. So that's how they work the okay. schedule. So you can tell it's a tournament game when you cut on TNT randomly on a Tuesday. And then ESPN on a Friday, and the court's like, why is the entire court red in Chicago? And they're painting Yeah, it. I've seen that before. Yes. 
So you're going to call it on a Spurs game. You're like, why is the court still with black lines? And you're going to be like, oh, this is an in-season tournament game. Oh, okay. And that's we, need to better, we need to put some better nose. Uh, you know what? There's this whole thing that a couple of these uh, sports books are doing that's making it kind of interesting that you can put $2 on and you enter it like a bracket, like you're in the NCAA tournament. And I think, I think when it actually gets down to the single elimination, people are actually going to pay attention to that because it's going to make it a little bit more exciting. And real talk, the good teams are trying harder because they need to get these wins to set themselves up for that one, two, or three seed so they can have home court for as long as possible to make it easy. And the Sixers are much better than I thought they were going to be. This Tyrese Maxey is uh, killing it. They got rid of Harden, and now they win. It's like – I can't explain it. It's like when uh, – It's like he's Jr. a doorstopper. Yeah, so Beckham Jr. went to the Rams, won the Super Bowl, and Cleveland sucked. And then they had to get rid of their quarterback. And then they got rid of a new quarterback, and then they sucked again last year. And now they finally good again. <laughs> and although Beckham Jr. is on the winning team, again, with Baltimore, it just seems to be working. Uh, but just let the audience know. I got a preview too, just to let you uh, let oh, you know. Yeah. No, I do got a preview. I'm not going to say now what it exactly is. I'm just going to quite. I'm just, I'm I'm not going to give out the details of it. But I'm basically oh, going to give my my in season um, teams. That I think is going to make the playoffs in my own quite run up to the Super Bowl as okay. well. Okay. And if I and if I do have my my top my top ten. Anthony's going to be giving us a top 10 next, uh, this coming Thursday. Oh, Pay attention to oh that's what I made me get my <laughs> Ant's going to give us, Ant's going to give us a top 10, possibly, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully. If, uh, enough of y'all comment, like, and subscribe. Find us on Podcast Addict, Podbean, Spotify. I post them on Twitter all the time, post on my picks before the games. Um, hopefully y'all follow along, and I hope y'all took the under and Denver getting seven and a half like I did. And the under on um, – I also took the under on Josh Allen's passing yards because I heard the weather was going to be bad. And I figured that Denver coming off a bye, we're going to have a lot of time to prepare. And for whatever reason well, – The way Cook is running it, the way Cook is running he just dropped – he oh, dropped the ball like it was a bad – Oh, ball. my God. Right he got it hand. back. He dropped the ball. I like can't believe back. that. It was like it was like a basketball move right there. He just bounced the ball, picked it up. That's all right. All you need to do is just lay it up. Yeah, but follow, like, and subscribe. I appreciate y'all, everybody who's listening and downloading, everybody who listens to this in Germany. And um, all the crazy ideas that we're putting out there, like Aaron Rodgers faking his injury, although I stole that from Lebertard's show. Although Anthony actually came up with that out of his own. So yeah, I, came I up with find that interesting. Yeah, I came up with that my own. And I didn't even know for that one. No, you didn't. But I said it. You were like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds real. I do think he did that. I don't know what's happened to Josh Allen, but... um. I think he's the one-man team, and he's just trying to do it all by himself. That's how it is. That's how he is the last two, two, three, two to three years. He's always by himself. Yeah. And Cook is not really helping him out that much by holding that ball. He needs to go back to the school of T.D. Barber. I'm going to be back in the days when it was T.D. Barber, the holding boy. You know, I'm kind of dating myself now, but, yeah, I remember those days. Tiki might be on the, on the um, sportscast now, but I remember when he had fumbling issues. They know we've been watching football for at least the past 20 years. I remember games from the late 90s, to keep it 100. When you posted that thing about how they, um, how the Bills didn't cover a spread because the head coach – I don't even remember who that head coach was because the head coach took the team off the field on the extra point in protest. And then yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh <laughs> I would lose my mind. Like, they wouldn't even allow you to do that nowadays. 
But back then, because it wasn't <laughs> so prevalent, legal in like 19 states that the NFL plays in, don't let it ever become legal in California or Texas. Although California voted it down, so I guess they don't want it. Which is weird because they have casinos in see, California. I can actually see it becoming legal in Texas. It will eventually. It's the same way we will. Same way. I mean, listen, Ohio. Ohio legalized weed. So if Ohio can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, duh. Oof. You got tackled by seven people. All right. Um, we out. Appreciate y'all listening. Like and subscribe. Shout out to Ann for jumping in on this. And uh, yeah, follow along all season. We'll be back on Thursday. We out. Thursday Friday, peace. Uh-